Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Girl of Gen Z podcast. I'm your host, Clarissa, and joining me today is Caitlin Studi. Caitlin is owner and creative director of online marketing agency, South Street & Co. Caitlin's marketing agency helps businesses, freelancers, and creators build and grow their companies successfully and strategically. After a little more than two years of marketing for dermatologists, that practice grew to double the locations, and so then Caitlin was inspired to help local service-based businesses thrive in Florida. Before we go ahead with the episode, if you could kindly take two minutes to rate this podcast five stars preferably and leave a review on the podcast app, that would be much appreciated. And if you're watching this on YouTube, if you could give this video a quick thumbs up, subscribe, and hit the notification bell, I will forever be grateful. As always, the timestamps of the topics we cover in the episode will be listed in the episode show notes. Without further ado, let's get on into the episode. Hello, Caitlin, and welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. What's it there? What's it like there in Florida right now? Um, this morning it was 42, but great weather, crisp morning to get you up and working. So it's great. Exciting. Okay, well, let's just get started then. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your upbringing. Tell us a little bit about your background. Sure. So um, I was raised in Florida, then moved up to Orlando, the Orlando area to go to the University of Central Florida. Originally, I was going to start studying physical therapy, and I did that for my whole first year, and then decided to pivot 180 degrees and then study marketing instead. And I worked at Bath and Body Works in college and a lady came in, it was at the Florida mall and that's a very heavy tourist mall. And a lady came in and she said, I just want something to make myself feel beautiful. She didn't speak English, but she had her daughter-in-law there to help her translate. So I took them over to this area that they had some skincare products. And earlier that day, the managers said to everyone and kind of put out a challenge to everyone working and said, all right, we have these three perfumes left. We need to sell them. It's buy one, get two for free. So they wanted these things gone. I was like, okay, done. That's going to be my personal goal. Cause no one had been able to, to move them. And so this lady came in, I took her over to the skincare line. I said, you know, I think there's something that you might really like. So I brought her over to the perfumes, got the little piece of paper, sprayed the perfume on it, waved it a couple of times and handed it over to her. And she loved it. And she ended up getting all three of them because it was such a good deal. And I, that was a win for me. And so I changed my major, focused on marketing and then my parents joked and said that I was a professional interviewer. I went on 30 plus interviews and uh, before I found a job and it was on a, a website called Craigslist. Are you familiar with Craigslist? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so super sketchy, but I was like, you know what? I don't want to be after Bath and Body Works. I went into serving, uh, like being a, a waitress. cocktail waitress. Yeah. yeah. A waitress. Yeah. Um, and that was great because I started making more money and I was able to save more and start, you know, paying off student loans and all of that. And um, one of my friends had gotten a job on Craigslist and I was like, you know what, if she did it, then I can do it too. And sure enough, the company that I got a job from, they didn't want to pay for advertising. So they just posted it on Craigslist and <laughs> it was the easiest interview ever. And I started working for a dermatologist as the sole person in charge of their marketing. Okay. So that's where you got started then, which was with this marketing firm. And how long yeah. were you there for? It was with a dermatology group and I was in charge of, uh, they didn't have a marketing department. It was basically me. <laughs> it was like, Hey, here you go. One man show. Yeah. <laughs> 
So in the first six months, I helped them rebrand the whole company. When I started with them, their colors were kind of browns, khakis, and burgundies, and nothing that was really st that stood out uh, from their competition and nothing memorable from their branding or their logo. So I came in and worked with another company and helped them rebrand the whole company with a new logo, slogan, colors, and a new website, and then implemented social media marketing, email marketing, blogging, and SEO for the first time. And then the other half of my job was going out and meeting with doctors who did refer or who could refer. So kind of like a business development person. So at that time, when I started with them, uh, I was with them for two and a half years and they had 10 offices when I started. And then in that two and a half years, I helped them double in size. So when I left, they had 20 offices, 17 in central Florida, and then three out of state. Wow. That must've been a really good feeling for you to be like, yeah. oh, was a part of that shift, that, that big movement there. Yeah, it, it was great. You know, they, they teach you so many amazing things in school, but one of the things that, well, when I graduated from college, they didn't have all of these digital media classes or social media or digital marketing classes. And now they do, which is great, but it's so different posting on your personal page than it is posting to a business page because Absolutely. the parameters are just just so different from Facebook and all across all of the, the social avenues. So that job really helped me kind of take a deep dive into marketing. And the doctor was really great. He said, Hey, I want to do, I don't want to do this, this, or this. Don't ever ask me about it. The answer is going to be no. I was like, okay, noted. I'm not going to ask you about that, but he was pretty much open to any other ideas. So that helped me learn by helping them grow. I love it. And now you have your own marketing agency. So let's talk a little bit about that and what it specializes in. Yes. So um, after I, I was there for at the dermatology group for probably like a year and a half to two years. And I was like, you know what? I don't really know how much further I could help them grow. So growing up, my parents had always been advocates of being an entrepreneur. And um, they always talked about having your own business. My dad started his own company and my grandparents did as well. And so I grew up with kind of that mindset, like if you have an opportunity, then take it. So I started helping this lady who was a family friend in February, 2014, and I liked doing it. And then she referred me to another person. I applied to some jobs here and there, but nothing ever worked out. And so I just started working mornings, nights, and weekends to build it up. It took me a little over a year to leave the dermatology office. And, but when I did, I thought two things were going to happen. Number one, he was just going to fire me because he was like, okay, well you can just leave now. Or number two, I thought he was going to keep me and then I could get those last two weeks uh, paycheck, but actually a third option happened. And one that I hadn't even considered, I put in my notice and I was really, really nervous because I didn't want to be fired just right there. And he said, how about you, how about we become your big, your first big client? And I had, yeah, I had never thought about that. I had, that wasn't even an option. And so they retained me through my new company for a year later, for a year wow, after. Wow, you must have been ecstatic. Yeah, I was, well, I was a little shocked because I was so nervous putting in my notice Absolutely. that he went in a third direction that I hadn't even considered. And I was just kind of sitting there like, what? He's like, yeah, go talk to the office manager and we'll make it happen. And they ended up working with me for a year after. Did the dermatologist know that you were doing this, your own stuff on the side on the weekends and stuff or not really? 
Um, I didn't really tell him that I had been doing it. It wasn't a conflict of interest. I would have never done that. I didn't want it to take away from his business. And I only did things nights uh, during lunch. I would post on social media and take that time to do it. And then I would wake up really early and on weekends and stuff, like you said. But I don't, I, I didn't want to tell him he wasn't my first client, but he was my first big client. <laughs> understand, understand. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what about the name South Street and Co? How did you come up with that? And what's the significance? Yeah. Um, so I, I started getting more, more referrals and more clients in, which was amazing. And I was like, all right, I need to have some paperwork or something for consistency's sake. For sure. Um, and I went through so many names. I like one of them was 25 marketing. Cause I was 25 when I started it. Another one was like pink stripe marketing. And another one was, um, my, my, um, my, my last name before I was married, my maiden name was cook. So it was like, I was thinking like cook marketing, but I was like, no, that's too confusing. So anyways, I lived off of South street and I really liked how Tiffany and co had their kind of the ring to their branding and name. It sounded elegant and upscale and my focus was going to be small businesses. So every city or like major city has a South street. And I thought that it could be like your local marketing agency. I love it. I'm, I'm happy with the name that you decided on. Not that the other words were bad, but this one seems so much more, <laughs> um, I don't know. Cause the pink stripes, I feel like people might think, well, maybe you're like, your target is heavily females, you know what I yeah. mean? So I, I feel like this is such like a gender neutral like name. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It it definitely took a lot to get there. <laughs> <laughs> and how how do you think a woman can succeed in business? I I think it's all about not just women, but anyone surrounding yourself with people who motivate you. Because I do think that sometimes women have more pressure than men because um, a lot of businesses are male dominant, which is not a bad thing. I think it's pretty incredible when a woman can go in and do the same thing or something similar to what men can do. But for me, what really helped is surrounding yourself with incredible people and getting coaches and mentors and one of the things that I learned was not to discount people in my same industry. So a lot of my mentors have marketing agencies and you could technically say that we're competitors, but their target audience is different than my target audience. And we help each other. I have strategic partners. I send them referrals. I ask them um, questions that maybe I don't know because they've been in business a lot longer than I have. So that's one of the things that I would recommend to anyone is get coaches and mentors because you don't know what you don't know and they will help you understand and add new elements in that you hadn't even considered. Right. You learn a lot more typically than um, within staying in your own bubble, just getting out of that and out of your comfort zone and ask for experiences and, and suggestions and tips. Exactly like you're saying, like you, you go to these people for multiple, multiple reasons. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. So how do you stay current in your fields? Because social media is forever evolving and changing how, so how do you stay on top of it, of all these trends, TikTok and all of these, <laughs> these wonderful platforms we have today? Yeah. So our main focus is helping small to medium sized businesses grow their reach online. And that's through website design, social media, SEO, blogging, email marketing, and coaching too. 
So there's a lot of different elements in there, but all of those elements create a really amazing strategy. And that's what you need. I call your website is kind of, um, that's like your, your centerpiece. Think of it as your train station and you have to have social media, email marketing, blogging, SEO as your, as your um, trains that bring people to your train station, because it's no longer, you can't just put an ad in yellow books and call yourself AAA-A key unlocking service or whatever. <laughs> you can't do that anymore. You have to be strategic with Google and you have to be strategic with your marketing strategy. So staying on top of everything is looking at different trends because right now mobile is number one and Google announced in, I believe 2021 or the end of this year, they're going to be doing mobile first indexing. And that means that they're going to be looking at people's websites on the mobile version first, because everyone has their phone with them. Everyone searches on their phone. I mean, I know on a TV commercial, I'm like popping up my phone, like, Oh, what did they just say? Let me Google that. Or what is the sale that's going on right now? So staying on top of that is really key and also looking at the user experience because when it comes to search engine optimization, especially you want to make sure Google wants to provide the best user experience for the user. And that's one of the things they'll never tell you all of the things that go into their secret sauce and how you can get on page one, but we've kind of chiseled away at a couple of main things. And one of the main things is the user experience for the person coming to your site. So if it's really hard to get to what they're looking for, if it's like a clickbait, like they click on it and it's something totally different and they leave immediately, or if they can't contact you, those are just things. Also site speed is a huge thing as well. You wanna make sure your site is running really well and quickly. So those are key things that go into it, but there's a lot of amazing resources out there. Social Media Examiner is incredible for social media. If anyone is looking into that or wants to have a career in that or learn more, um, moz.com is another amazing resource. They put out a whiteboard Friday and it's literally with a whiteboard in the background. They draw on it and doodle on it to explain the point and educate people about SEO. And then the, one of the pivotal things that people, especially business owners, I feel would be such, it would be so beneficial for them is if they learned more about Google Analytics because Google Analytics shows you so many things about the back end of your website. And um, they have Google Analytics, Google puts out free Google Analytics courses. So they have a beginner an intermediate and an advanced. And I thought I was an expert at Google Analytics, but I took that beginner course and I was like, holy cow, there are so many things on here that I had no idea. Well, I had an idea about, but I didn't know it dove that deep into the analytics and reporting. So I think just educating, educating ourselves and my team, I give bonuses to the team if they get certified in all of these different elements. So that keeps them on top of what's happening and on top of our game. And then every week on Friday, we have a weekly meeting and we have a little five minute explanation. And that's where everyone comes in and shares something that they learned that week in regards to marketing. So something with Instagram or TikTok or social media in general or SEO. So we kind of all stay on top of the trends by sharing with one another too. I love it. How big is your team now? We have seven. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And how long have you ran this, your own business for now? Um, in March, it'll be six years, wow. which is crazy. So that I started it in March, 2015. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Time flies when you're having fun <laughs> and growing a business. <laughs> I know, I know. I love the uh, train analogy that you referred to earlier. I've never 
heard, like thought of it that way, but you are mm-hmm. so right with like the main station and everything that's coming into it um, mm-hmm. noted for uh, future things there. <laughs> when helping businesses, what is the most valuable service or asset your um, agency provides? I would say our, we, the core, everything that we do is the local search engine optimization. So I would, if you're looking at it as like a circle with little sticks coming out of it, the, the main circle would be the local SEO. And then you would add in social media, social media ads, um, Google AdWords from there, blogging and all of these other elements. But we really specialize in helping people who want to reach a local clientele. And that's not necessarily local to us in Florida. It's local to anywhere that they are. And I, I love it. It's a little bit of like the competitiveness in me that comes out because there are only 10 spots on the first page of Google. And if there are, you know, 12 people going for this same key phrase or keyword, then you have to kind of get creative on how to get the client up to the first page. Okay. And walk us through a process of taking on a new client. So someone approaches you and they say, you know, this is what I need from you. How can we make this happen? How long will it take? Walk us through. Yeah. So we have a sales process. The initial uh, touch base just to learn more about them and to gather more information is a free 30 minute call. So I'll call them just to learn more. I'll ask them some questions about their business. We'll go over their target audience, some of their goals, their current marketing and what their timeline looks like. And then from there, we have a second meeting. So sometimes I can get a lot of the information and we don't need to have a second meeting, but it just depends on, on the client and the business. And then from there, we set up a proposal meeting. So that's where I walk them through the proposal. We'll do a Zoom call, share screens, and then answer any questions. And then hopefully from there, we get started. And then I've automated our whole onboarding process. So once the client signs on and we send them the paperwork and the invoice to get started, then we have, I don't know, like 100 tasks that we do on our end because we have to make sure everything's set up for success, like getting access to Google Analytics. Sometimes clients don't have that, so we create it or creating their Google search console or getting access to their Google My Business or social media. So those are all things that we do in month one. And then months two and beyond, we hit the ground running with their monthly marketing plan. Wow. Okay. Thank you for walking us through. Yeah. How do you build your side hustle into your main hustle? At what point do you know you were ready to take the leap? And did you have uh, specific financial marking points? I, so I don't think I had any specific financial markers, but I knew I needed to support myself after I left my full-time job. So I wanted to make sure I could pay rent, buy food, buy gas, you know, all of the core things. And I was able to do that. Uh, It took me a little over a year. So I think 13 months before I put in my notice to start building up my clientele, But I think for me, what the biggest thing was, was when I could no longer work like 15 hour days or however long I worked, because I was waking up at 5.30 in the morning or five, whichever, working until like 6.30 or so, getting ready for work, working eight to five, coming home, working till 11, and then working on the weekends too. So when it got to a point where I said, okay, I'm making enough money to at least pay all of my core things. And I just can't keep straining myself and and working this, this much. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I reached that point. And one of the things that helped me though, was I met up with a friend who we were kind of, um, we knew each other in college, but never really hung out. 
And he would always post on his Facebook and say, Hey, um, I'm starting my business. This journey is amazing. If anyone's thinking about it, please reach out. I'd love to just chat with you and, you know, help you along your journey. And I did. And we, we got together for coffee and he was like, he asked me, well, when are you going to leave your job? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and he was like, well, you need to set a deadline. And I was like, <laughs> why? And he's like, That's cause then it, it'll happen. So he was launching something for his business on March 17th, which I think is St. Patty's day. It is, Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be March 17th too. So I'll leave before that. And we kind of like high-fived across the table and we were like, yeah, let's do it. And so I ended up putting in my notice, I think the end of February. And I, I believe my last day was maybe March 4th or one of the days around that. But I think it's really important to write down your goals and then write them down, but write them in a place. I was talking to someone yesterday. I had, um, I guess, lecture at the University of Central Florida quite often just about in their marketing department. And I love telling and sharing with the students what I wish someone would have told me to do in college. So I have my top 10 tips. And a couple of students reached out to me and I, I was talking to one of them yesterday and I told her, you, she was like, yeah, I think I would like to, or she said something that wasn't definite. Like I definitely, or I would love to. And I was like, don't say you would love to say that you're going to, I'm going to work in social media marketing after I graduate. And she was like, thank you so much for that. I just needed like that extra push because I wasn't really sure. I'm like, yeah, if you want to do something, write it down, but put it on a sticky note. And what I did was I put it on a sticky note and put it on all of the mirrors in my house. And at that time I was living in an apartment. So in the morning, when I brush my teeth, I would look at my goals. When I was like getting out of the shower, I look at my goals. When I was like doing my hair, I would look at my goals. When I'm like getting dressed, I would look at my goals on the way out of the door. I would look at my goals. So there are mirrors everywhere or stick them on windows or walls or whatever. And I think a lot of people don't think about that because you have to see, just like marketing, people have to see things over and over to ingrain it inside of themselves. And that's the same with you. So I have a second screen that I have over here while we're talking and my goals are literally on a sticky note. It's nothing fancy, a sticky note. And I put this like pretty washi tape that I have sticking it to that. And I see them every single day. And even if I'm not consciously looking at them, I see, okay, boom, 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 boom. These are the things that I want to accomplish. Can you share one of your goals that are on that sticky note with us? Yeah. Um, one of my goals, I feel like I've, I've just been doing working so much and I have no problem working hard, but now I built up my company to the point that I want to start enjoying some more time off. So one of my goals is to leave consistently Friday at two o'clock and I've been pretty good at that. And I had to, I was a little nervous telling my team because I didn't want them to say like, Oh, you know, this or that. And I'm like, you know what? No, that's one of my goals. I'm going to leave Friday at two. So they know I told them, so there's no questions or anything. And, you know, sometimes things come up, so I'll have to stay later, but I have it that I'm looking at it, leave work on Friday at two o'clock. I love it. And then yeah. are you off on the weekends typically? Yeah. Yeah. I, I try to be off as much as possible on the weekends. Um, and speaking of side hustles through all of this, I built up some Instagram accounts and just didn't know what to do with them. But the largest one just reached 40,000, uh, 40,000 followers. Yeah. And I have five of them. So in the whole pandemic, we felt the impacts of it around May, but 
I try to look at the silver lining of everything and I had more time to actually focus on the company and focus on what I wanted to do with these Instagram accounts. So originally I had built them up to cross promote my marketing company and um, I have five of them and all of them are right about either between 20,000 followers and the largest one is 40,000 followers. So I created another business focusing on helping companies advertise to a hyper-targeted um, market that we built up through those accounts. And do you want to share what that business is called? Because I know we spoke about this a little bit before the call. Yeah. Yeah. It's called becoming a local. So, um, the Instagram accounts that I built up are local to particular areas in Florida. So if anyone's traveling to Florida, check these out because we talk about a lot of amazing things and places on there, but on Instagram, you can follow them at around downtown Orlando, around Tampa, around Sarasota, around Thornton park and around winter park. I love it. I love how they all start with around. So it's just like, yeah, you're just like filtering through all the places. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And I guess piggybacking off of the COVID situation, what are some obstacles you did see that you were starting to encounter as the pandemic progressed, unfortunately? <laughs> mm -hmm. So one of the things is we just ask our, all of our clients to give us 30 days notice if they do decide to move in another direction. And March and April were fine, but then May was really when we, we felt the impact of everything. We had a handful of clients that had to push pause on their marketing just because they didn't know what their, what their clients and customers were going to do. So we felt the dip in May, but I'm extremely thankful that it's been kind of like a hockey stick growth from there. It was a little slow in June. And then in July, people were like, okay, well, I assume people are like, okay, this might be around for a little bit. I still need to focus on my business. People are still buying. So um, we started getting a lot of inquiries around um, from July on, and we've been pretty steady from there. Well, that's good. It definitely looked up then for you guys after yeah. a little hurdle. Yes. Um, a fun question. So what purchase up to $100 USD has improved your business the most? Hmm. Um, okay. Well, I'm an automation nerd, a self-proclaimed automation nerd. Okay. So there's this company called, I'm like going through all of the things. The other thing I would say before I get into this is a second screen. Having a second monitor is a game changer for anyone Retweet. who doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But going back to the automation, so there's a company called, a program out there called Zapier. It's Z-A-P-I-E-R. And it is what I would call a connect. So it connects two programs that wouldn't normally talk to one another. So I'll give you an example. Like we use FreshBooks for all of our accounting and our invoices. So when I add a new client to FreshBooks, it does... 32 other tasks that I would have to do manually. And I'll give you an example of those. So it's kind of like an, if this, then that statement. So if this happens, then that happens. So if, when I add a client, a new client to FreshBooks, it creates a folder in our Google drive on our shared side. So everyone can access it. It adds them to MailChimp and sends them out an automated welcome email. Um, it reminds the account manager to set up an initial kickoff meeting with them. Um, it, it basically does all of these 32 other tasks and all of these are things that I would have, or the team would have had to do manually. So we've been able to streamline so many processes 
through this program. And I think I pay $65 a month for it, which I think is pretty affordable. And they also have, I think they have, you can do up to five workflows for free. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, when you got this service, can you share it with your team or do they each have to purchase it as well? Um, you, there is a shared, you can do shared folders and things like that. It is more expensive. So I primarily just go in there and manage all of the workflows. Um, but if someone did need to log in to like, look at something or edit something real quick, I just give them my login, but we don't do, um, they don't really manage it per se. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and let's talk a little bit about like the hiring process. So the people that you've hired onto your team, what is something you look for in the, the candidates, I guess, that you're interviewing to fit your marketing agency? What are some like key points that you kind of look for? I think having some experience is great. So if anyone can do an internship or um, a job where they learn just the basics of marketing, that's always a plus because the less that I have to teach them, the better it is. Um, so that's great. Someone who's a self-starter, someone who knows when to ask for help, but also can work on their own. So a team and then also individual. We're a fully remote company. We went remote uh, at the end of last year. So it's actually been a year since we went fully remote, which is exciting before the pandemic. And um, so someone who's familiar with communication and working in a remote environment is also a plus, but it's not necessarily needed because I feel like as a team, we work really well with communication. Slack is basically the backbone of our company. We communicate and uh, just talk to one another and update one another through that platform. But one of the other things too that I would encourage people to do is before you hire someone, um, so what I do is I have an initial group interview and then the people from that group interview, I give them an assignment and I pay them to do the assignment because I want to use it for my clients. So I'll give you an example. One of the positions we just hired for was a, a content creative. So they're writing blogs, creating social media content, posting blogs, all of that. So one of the core things that they'll need to do is they'll need to write. So I paid them to write a blog for one of our clients so that I could see, okay, are there any misspellings? Did they, you, did they reuse any content? Cause we need all original content. Um, is the format like I'm looking for? Do they have links throughout? Did they listen to all of the instructions? And then if they did, then I move on to a one-on-one -on -one interview. And that helps, so, that helps the process so much because so many people will apply for positions and you just don't know, okay, how do I sift through this, these 200 resumes? Absolutely. And, and one thing that my, my business coach recently told me to put an assignment or ask them to do something within the job description so that you know that someone listened and read the whole thing to make sure they were a good fit. So for this last round of interviews, I asked them to email me a sample of their writing and what their favorite business book was. So we have a book it. club. Yeah, we have a book club at work. So I, I just love, we all read um, a book every two months together and I love getting new recommendations. So I wanted to hear what they had read and then to look at a sample of their work. And I think probably out of the 200 applicants that we had, LinkedIn is the primary way that we get really amazing applicants. So I'd highly recommend looking at that. But probably out of the 200 applicants, I would say maybe 30 to 40 followed the instructions. 
Wow. Yeah. So that we did that we did through a lot of people. So that's a really good process then that you have going. Yeah. As like your 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 hiring process. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um so you mentioned you have a business coach? How long yeah. have you had uh him or her around? Yeah. Um, so I had a, a business coach when I first started because I read this book by Jen Sincero, you are a badass with money. Okay. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if anyone's heard of it, but I would highly recommend it. And in that book, she said, she was talking about athletes and they have multiple coaches. If you think of a football team, they have the main coach, they have the special teams coach, they have all of these coaches for one team. And she's like, why are you trying to do business on your own? And it was kind of like a, like palm to forehead moment, like, boop. I don't know why I'm trying to do business on my own, Jen. So that was, and everyone gets different things from the same books that we all read, but this was the one takeaway that I got. Why are you trying to do business on your own without any help? So I went to the SBDC and those are, um, those are all through, I think they're through the U S I'm not sure if they're, um, in Canada or in any other countries, but anyways, you can just look up the SBDC and I got a free business coach because in the beginning I couldn't necessarily afford to hire someone on an ongoing basis, but they'll provide a free business coach for you. And I wrote down what I was looking for, you know, talking about like writing your goals down. I was like, all right, I'm looking for someone with marketing experience who can, who thinks that they can help and you know, all of these things. And that person checked off all of those boxes. So in the beginning I worked with him and then more recently I, I guess more recently this year. So I think it was January. I started with this new business coach and he's been incredible. He's just helped me. We have a meeting every other week. I bring him questions. He answers the questions and we kind of walk through it together and just go through any obstacles that, that are popping up or what his opinion is on things. And he's also a cheerleader too. And I think a lot of, you just need, like I said, in the beginning, you need really amazing people surrounding you. And he's a really amazing cheerleader. I tell him, Hey, remember when I wanted to do this? Well, I did this instead. (laughs) And so he's just there kind of helping and and pushing me into, uh, to make me better and the company better at the same time. Gotcha. And what's an SBDC? Small Business Development Council, I believe. Um, Is that only in Florida? No, no, no. I think it's across the U.S. Uh, I don't know if it's in any other countries. I think it's government funded, so I would assume it's just in the... I I like the idea of that. I wonder if we have one of those. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but they have so many amazing resources for companies that are starting up, so I think it would be really amazing for anyone just to see if they have that in their local area. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you said your business is fully remote now. So did you guys usually have a physical space that you attended like way back when? Yeah. So a year ago we had this amazing, cute little house that they turned into a commercial building and, um, it had a conference room. I had an office in the back and then it had two open spaces. So we always worked in an open space, but never remote. And I just got to the point where I was like, you know what? I don't want to worry about if we took the trash out or if all the lights are off or if we lock the door and I don't want to worry about if we ran out of toilet paper and we need to run to the, to the store. So I just didn't really want to focus on that anymore. I wanted to focus on growing the business and how we could do that. And I did a ton of research before going remote and we started with one day out of the office and then that went well for a month. And then we added a second day and we all read this book 
Um, it, it's by the creators of Basecamp. Uh, Basecamp is a kind of like a um, project management software. But anyways, they're fully remote. And they said, I, I think it's called Remote Office Not Required. And we all, it's a really quick, great read, but we all read it together as a company to kind of like prepare us for what was going to happen. And we set up processes and we tested, okay, this didn't work. So why don't we do this? So I was fortunate enough to be able to kind of test it for a good six months and then move fully into it. A lot of people didn't have that with COVID and everything happening. It was like a quick switch when COVID yeah. hit for many people, whereas you guys kind of eased into it. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And was that um, in Florida, the office space? Yeah, it was in Orlando. It's in this like cute little area called Thornton Park and um, the building's still there and I don't know if they've rented it or not, but it was, it was just so cool. We had like a, a faux brick wall that was whitewashed and I had this really amazing wallpaper throughout and it was, it was just a really great collaborative environment that we had there. And were or are your employees all from Florida? Are they now different spots just because you can be remote? So yeah, right now the major uh, all of us are in Florida. Um, some of us, so I'm in Orlando. We have one person in Winter Garden, which is like in the outskirts of Orlando, um, and then two people are one person's in Daytona Beach, and then Ormond Beach, so on the coast over there, so like an hour away or so. Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you think maybe after all this pandemic stuff you guys can like meet together as a team again and go out for a dinner no one's really too too far where it's not able to happen yeah we've done a couple of things we did this really I don't know if, if you've seen this but on Instagram all of these picnic companies are popping up have you seen those no well it's incredible they have so they bring everything they set up this whole amazing picnic with like pillows and decor and food and so we, we worked with a local company on that and they set up everything. It was like boho themed. So it had all this, like this boho vibe with these flowers and these amazing, just like meals and dishes. And so we met up for Thanksgiving and did like an outdoor socially distant picnic together. In That's a park. nice. Yeah. That was so nice to like reconnect and like see real people in front of you again. <laughs> I know. And it was kind of funny because some of us hadn't ever met the other person in real life. We had just done video calls together. So that right. was, that was fun too. Uh, what was I going to say? Internship. Did you ever have an internship with school? Yeah, I had two internships. The first one was horrible. Um, I went door to door <laughs> selling T-Mobile cell phones. And when the people would ask me if I had a T-Mobile cell phone, I would say no, but I'm still in college. So my parents are helping me and I'm still on their plan. So that was really hard. I sold one. I think I, I was there for like six or eight weeks and it just got to the point where I just couldn't do it anymore. I, like hearing... That was actually a great, a great learning lesson though, because I heard no every single day and, but it was in like the summer with the Florida heat and you were oh. walking door to door and, you know, selling these cell phones to business owners. And it was honestly, I'm, I'm glad that I did it, but I knew what I did not want to do. And that was cold calling door to door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like internships are great for that. They really they teach you a lot, whether you liked it or not. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. a story you can, you know, share in the future with future kids, et cetera, and students and all that. 
Yeah, I, I agree. It, it shows you, I feel like it's so important because it shows you what you do want to do and what you don't want to do. Exactly. Exactly. It really narrows it down for you. Yeah. What is something you've learned from a mentor and put in place for your own company when starting it? And if you could teach one lesson from that role to a mentee, <laughs> what would it be? So through, through, I do coaching now. And one of, I just met with one of my, my coaching clients on Tuesday and he has a, an agency in North Carolina that he's building up. And one of the things that we were talking about is streamlining processes, which he's really great at, but having, um, having a consistent process helps so much. So one of my, I had a sales coach too, to help me close and understand like how to get people to the close. So I increased my conversion rate. And one of the things that he helped me with was putting together that sales cycle. So that free 30 minute call, second meeting, proposal meeting, and then I can calculate it each month by how many, how many free 30 minute calls versus proposal meetings did I have? And then what was my conversion rate from that? So I think that having a couple different things. So organization is like kind of the overarching theme of this answer. So having um, agreements that you is key because you want to make sure that everything is, is upfront and that they know it's transparent. So they understand what they're getting. Um, and then also communication is key too. So communicating with people and setting expectations from the beginning. And that was always a little bit hard for me because I always wanted to be like that client pleaser, but at the end of the day, that's not what's best for them sometimes. And you have to tell them, Hey, we would rather do this because it'll help you with that. And I've noticed that people appreciate the honesty and the transparency with that. So I think in the beginning, it's putting together and thinking about your processes. And, you know, going back to what I said earlier too, you don't know what you don't know. So it's so important to get a coach, a mentor, um, just anyone that you can turn to that's been there that can help you. Awesome advice. Anything exciting coming for yourself or your business in the near future? Um, well, I'm really excited about this other business. Yesterday, I just heard back from someone that I was talking with and she'd like to move forward. So that's um, my, my third or my second or third recurring client. So I'm excited about that. It's still very much in the, in the startup beginning phases. I'm really excited about that. I think we have so much potential for the becoming a local brand and so much potential to bring some amazing content to those areas. We just actually last month, I'm so excited about this for the first time ever on an Instagram account, we reached over 1.1 million people. Wow. In one congrats. month. That is yeah. wild. I know. What a great I just, milestone in one month. Yeah. Yeah. So in one month we reached that and I was looking at the report and I was like, what is this M? What does M stand for? And I was like, holy cow, that means a million. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> well, yeah, congrats. That's obviously amazing. And Thank the, you. the growth looks like it's continuing. So Best of luck with it. Thank um, you. The last question I usually ask is if you're happy with the direction taken and that you're going to be continue with, continue on with. So, um, like if I, 
how do I see the company continuing? Just in general, in your whole life, like, are you happy with the direction you chose with school, your career, like personal goals going forward? Yeah, I would, I would say so. You know, one thing that I'm working on now too is because we're remote and because this is my company being having like giving myself more freedom. So that's like going back to one of my goals, like leaving at two o'clock on Fridays. Um, even if there's things that I could get done, there's always something that I could get done, but taking advantage of living the remote lifestyle, going to coffee shops, um, visiting different areas. I, I think that's one of the things that, that I would like to do more in 2021, but for the most part, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, but also super excited at the same time, because I just think there's so much opportunity and I'm really looking forward to it. Amazing. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add before you plug your social media handles? Um, if anyone, no, I mean, the only thing is if you have any questions, please reach out. And also people ask me too, how do you get a coach or a mentor? Just reach out to someone you admire on LinkedIn. I mean, we are so connected, but sometimes I feel like people don't utilize that connection. But if you reach out to someone and just ask them, hey, would you be open to an informational interview? I had two of those yesterday, actually, with students from the University of Central Florida. And they were like, I want to get into marketing. Can I ask you some questions? Yeah, sure. And I just send them the link to my calendar and they book. But people are much more available than I think we think they are, and myself included. And sometimes it can be intimidating to reach out to someone, but... I think if you just reach out to them and tell tell them, hey, I would love to learn from you. How can I, can we set up an, a call or a Zoom meeting or whatever? I think that that's really going to help people and help you in your business. Really good advice. And I love how you are like firsthand at it. You're like, these students need some, you know, tips and tricks, suggestions, they just, just open line of communication that yeah. you have given them. And um, a lot of students, you know, that I was surrounded with in high school didn't really have that. They wouldn't really know who to go, who to ask. Like mm -hmm. a guidance counselor is a guidance counselor, but someone who's literally in the field, like can tell you everything firsthand is just so valuable. And it's literally at our fingertips, like you said, with LinkedIn and all the other social media platforms we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Do you want to plug your social media accounts? Yeah. So you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, you can just type in Caitlin S T U D Y it's, it looks like study. It's pronounced study. <laughs> so you can find me on there. I'm in a bright pink shirt. Um, and then you can find us online at southstreetmarketing.com. And then we're really active on Instagram. So it's at southstreet underscore co. And then if anyone is looking for coaching help on someone who built a company, did it, built another, is building another company and wants help with direction or processes, um, I would love to help you through coaching as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate you taking the time to give us all the, the tips and tricks you can in learning from your own experience. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was great. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you were all able to take something away from Caitlin's journey. Don't forget to check out all of Caitlin's social media platforms, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.